Hello, my name is Dr. Fabrice Robert Lubin, and I am a clinical psychologist. And I am Rachel Wagoner, and I am a clinical therapist. Welcome to Mindful Chatter. This is a place where we keep it real, keep it relevant, catching up with one another, and most importantly, catching up with you. What's up, Rachel? <laughs> What's up, Rachel? I love that. I wanted I wanted to start off on a more a more informal tone. I like it. I'm really into that. Let's do that from from now on. Let's bring what's up back. Sup. Not just what's up, sup. This actually, I think, is a great way to transition to what our episode is about. <laughs> because what I've heard is a, many people have experienced our podcast and people have reflected to me, your voices are so soothing. And it's so strange because when I look at myself, I don't imagine myself as soothed at all. Oh, I, I like to think I'm soothing. <laughs> really? Do you soothe yourself when you're think, with I mean, yourself? I don't, or you... I don't know if I soothe myself. Actually, that's not true. There are times where I soothe myself. There are times where I'm very much like, hey, girl, like, how you doing? What's going on? Like, how's your day been? Um, and I'll check in with myself in that way where it's kind of, soothing and calm or I'll do like my own breathing things when I'm feeling a little more anxious. I'm like, okay, Rachel, let's breathe in the calm and then let's exhale all the things that we don't want to hold on to. So I'll definitely hit that. But there are times where I definitely don't think that my voice is very soothing. (laughs) Do you sit with that idea of talking to yourself in the third person? Is that how you sit with that sense of self? Is it just, Rachel, calm yourself down. Fabrice? I need you to go and do something good for yourself right now. I see my sense of self as a relationship with myself. I've talked about my relationship with myself all the time at this, um, I mean, in sessions and also on this podcast. So yeah, I do kind of refer to myself as like a friend. I'm like, hey girl, like how's your day been? Like what's going on? It's more of a question about and a check-in about where I'm at versus I'm fine. Um, I find that as more of um, an external versus internal. I think it's just a personal preference for me. What about you? I find myself reaching for a different sense of self using different mediums. Mm. Definitely music is one that I use to kind of switch channels or frequencies when I feel really low. So for example, if I have to go do a presentation or something that's challenging, then I'm going to make sure that I put on like really great hype music. So mm-hmm. I need like, I'll need Drake's headline to just be playing in the back. So I can just like up my sense of self to a point where I'm going to be like, I'm going to crush this entire yeah. thing. Well, it lifts your vibe, but it also lifts your sense of self where you're mm-hmm. like confidence. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and when we're doing this podcast, the sense of self that appears is someone who wants to be soothing or wants to put out into the world something that, people can respond to and resonate with and connect with. Absolutely. I guess that gets us into a question of what is a sense of self? What does that even mean? I have no idea at times. <laughs> Literally, I have no idea. Well, I, maybe I can take this one I then. Will, I, w- I would love if yourself Sorry, I like just explore. threw that on you. I didn't know if you were quite ready yeah. for it. I think a sense of self has a lot of different definitions, I think it is how we are feeling about who we are, the things that we are saying to ourselves, levels of confidence, um, 
or even maybe a, a low self-esteem at times too and not feeling really good about ourselves. So I think a sense of self is kind of where we're at in any given moment and how we feel about that person. I th- hear you kind of exploring this idea that the sense of self is not static. Mm-mm. It's a dynamic, ever-flowing check-in with past, present, and future. Absolutely. So at times I'm looking at the past behind me to say, oh, what is it that just happened to me? What is happening to me right now? Mm-hmm. And how does that bear on where I want to be Yeah. in a given moment? And it's just constantly flowing with whatever information is coming in, even at that time. Yeah. So I, I think of when I was in graduate school, for example, my sense of self in that time period was very low. I had to deal with, as anybody that's been to grad school or really any school, um, not even just grad school, but I was in a new city. I didn't really have that many friends. I was studying really hard and I just did not feel confident about my abilities. I didn't feel good or grounded and I really had a, a hard time with being not very nice to myself. So, What did that look like, not being nice to yourself? Saying mean things to myself like... I can't do this. Why am I even fooling myself? You were stupid to even move to this city. Like, you could never make it. So the dialogue that I was having with myself was really mean. And I think that that was a good cue that I was not having a very good sense of self in those moments. And I was very down and insecure. So my sense of self was lower. Um, I think, though, at this point, my sense of self has changed a lot in terms of my career. I feel very grounded and I feel very capable and able and I feel um, very confident about my abilities in my role now, which has changed dramatically. What do you think was the biggest change? Just getting out of grad school and graduating? or I think it was the experiences that I gained and also the positive feedback from having guests continue to come back to me, from having guests tell me, hey, Rachel, like, I really appreciate like how much you've done for me, but also feeling confident in the skills that I've gained and my ability to utilize them. Now, there are moments where I walk out of a session and I'm like, oh my God, what did I just do? What did I just say? You know, and that, that sense of self might dip a little bit, but overall, I think I have enough confidence and cushion to help support maybe those little low dips in terms of my career, especially. I think it's so important because the part that you're hitting is the idea that a sense of self, once once again, is, is not static, it's Mm-mm. not concrete. Mm-mm. And also that we're easily influenced by other things around us and Absolutely. outside of us. And if we're really trying to construct a sense of self, it's admitting that the self is a co-constructed narrative. Yeah, we get it from the outside and the inside. And that brings me to a question of what would you say that maybe your sense of self is chained to? Ooh. I'm going deep on that one. You're going all the way. Like chain. I mean, imagine like a chain, a heavy chain. That I link myself to. That I that I want to be perceived as a, as a good person. Mm, tell me more. So often I'm worried that somehow I'm not a good person and good has all of these sub kind of categories underneath that. 
someone who's intelligent, someone who's going to be really vulnerable, someone who's going to be capable of making time for everything in the world, someone that's a good father, someone that's a good partner, someone that is a great brother, all of these kind of ways of being fall under this title of good person. Hmm. I'm a good person. And I put out goodness and I'm I'm not a bad apple. That's what my mind kind of went to, right? <laughs> I'm not this thing that you take a bite into and it's got a worm in it Ew. or something disgusting deep at its core. So then what influences, because again, this is something that ebbs and flows, what influences whether or not you think that you are a good person? The people and place and thing that I just so happen to be doing at the moment. And that's what makes it so cool that you, you know, you attach this phrase chained because I get so chained to, and in act, we call it fusion. I get, I can get fused to an idea of being this good person. And that means that if I just so happen, let's say that I don't hold the door open for somebody and they remark, boy, you're really rude. Then at that moment, I'm going to chain myself to that and say, oh, I'm not a good person. I guess the sense of self that I believed in as being a good, right person or whatever that is, it's it's wrong. It's an error. It's and broken. And that influences our, our self-talk mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Going back to my example earlier, I find myself very chained to my career. And that really influences how I feel about myself. I think that my career for a long time and getting into this field and going to grad school and spending so much money on it, I have then become very attached to that. Um, And, you know, if I have a bad session or I have a bad day or my boss is like getting on me to do X, Y, and Z, I find that that really influences my own self-talk, my own emotions and the vibes that I pick up. So when did you start to chain yourself to that career identity? I think that that started from a very young age. I think it was school that I attached myself to very for a very long time. And I felt like Do I you have any it. like vivid moments of, oh of, my God. Oh, well, my uh, mother's a teacher. So I think that in itself is like a huge influence. Like <laughs> I want to give this anecdote. She's so funny. So for example, I had to go to school every single day. I was sick one time. I didn't have a fever. And my mom's like, you don't have a fever. So you're going to school. I walk into the doors into my elementary school. I step one foot in and I throw up everywhere. (laughs) So it was like ingrained in me that you go to school every single day, you do your homework for this amount of time and you continue to go on and on forward with school. I remember there was also a point in college where my anxiety had really kind of hit a high And I was like, mom, like I need to, um, I ended up transferring schools, but I was like, mom, I got to get out of school that I'm in. I need to take some time off from school. I just got to like process some stuff. And she's like, no, 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 you cannot do that. You are not. No, no, no. That's not an option. So I think from that, from that influence, and I thank her for it at this point, but I think from that influence, I've been very much tied to if I'm getting A's, if I go to a good college, if I go to a good grad school and get, if I get a master's degree, then that means that I am successful and that attributes to my sense of self. The part that's so great about that story is 
two, how we're willing to put ourselves in these really precarious states just to achieve that sense of self storyline, that successful storyline. You'll vomit all over yourself just to make sure that you get to class on time. Yeah. Even if when you'll you make sure to open the door for everybody, right. even if you might be late or you right. know, whatever, just to make sure that you're perceived as a good person. Perceived as a good person. And at times I can get really slippery because even admitting that I'm wrong sometimes, if it contradicts the being a good person, I'll even find myself, you know, subtly, just subtly changing the story just a little bit, mm-hmm. right? No, 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 no. It's not that I wasn't paying attention to you. I was getting a really important text message from my boss just at that moment. Mm -hmm. Because a good person wouldn't ignore anybody. No, a good person is always paying attention, is always aware. And so I even find myself not being able to, wow, now, now I'm like hearing myself as I'm talking and I'm realizing like maybe the self that I'm so attached to and I'm putting out that's not even the self that I am in that fluctuating, moving moment. And then it kind of starts to fall apart. How good is that? To be a self that's always hiding or a self that's always kind of slowly changing the story or a self that pushes themselves through the door and throws up and still keeps going. Still keeps going. Yeah, are you successful in that moment? Is that success that you that we could harm, potentially harm ourselves at times because our self of sense of self is threatened right and i also wonder what's my mother's sense of self in that too and i think to myself like maybe she's like well i'm a teacher this is my daughter like she must come to school or else i look like a bad mother and a bad teacher my dad used to tell me um this thing where he'd say you know when you're a when you're an immigrant in this country he was like i don't care if you murdered a bunch of people he was like when you're caught I want everybody to say that you were a nice boy (laughs) because this sense of self is Mm -hmm. tied to this imagery of being a nice, polite, kind person who, who doesn't upset anybody. And that's the sense of self that my parents kind of valued as being welcoming, being open, because maybe to be an immigrant is you have to adopt this mentality of being accepted into a culture. So you better accept first because other people are definitely not going to accept you. Yet at the same time, listen to the absurdity of that. If you harmed a bunch of people, well, everybody around you better say you were a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these kind of ideas that are being thrown around regarding that, that fluid sense of self and how we can quickly get attached to a version of ourselves, it makes me... Chained Chained to. Chained to. It makes me think of this quote I saw the other day, which goes... And I, I don't actually know who it's attributed to. So if anyone wants to find out who that is, I will add that to our podcast notes. You can't be an important and life-changing presence for some people without also being a joke and an embarrassment to others. Wow. That's so interesting. trying to think like what that means to me because i i think that also talks about this um ebb and flow of ourselves like you know a lot of times we have to be serious and work and then we go out and we play and we're a little less serious a little more fun a little more playful one of the the reasons why i identified with this quote is 
so much of the work that I'm doing as a therapist is me exploring mistakes that I've made and looking at them as universal things. Things that when people come in and they say, I was an embarrassment to my parents because I struggled with addiction. Kind of sitting back and looking, how have I embarrassed my parents? And that empathy creates the space between us to now navigate these types of concerns. Oh, you might have felt locked out. You might have felt blaming yourself. You can feel a sense of shame, things like that. And so it's kind of funny in a weird way. I realize some of the things that I'm most afraid to admit to others in my quote unquote uh, personal life in the therapy room are filled with just like nuggets of wisdom and and can be the thing that we kind of even tie each other to to get to another level this makes me think of kind of our again the professional world versus our personal world um you know young called it the um the public self and the um, shadow self so this also brings me to the idea of now we're in a world where we have social media. So even in our private, you know, personal lives, we're really trying to show or portray a certain part of ourselves. There's actually been studies that have been shown that people will post pictures, they'll post selfies, and they'll check it and check it and refresh it and check it over and over and over and over and over again to see how much activity, how many likes. And then they will attach their sense of self to that, to the amount of likes, to the amount of activity that their Facebook page or the picture that they posted got. So I find that very fascinating how much maybe that's changed. Oh, completely. And I see myself falling into that all the time. I will post bits of poetry or something for the Mindful Chatter podcast Absolutely. on my Facebook. and. It's almost as if you start talking about things in a quantitative number way. So, oh, 52 people like yeah. it. So that makes it more serious or that must mean it's more relevant. Yeah, I, I fall into that, especially with this podcast. I, I don't have Facebook. I do have Instagram. But um, with the podcast, when I tweet things out or when we just put an episode out, I'm like, oh, my gosh, we just got like 60 listens. What's up? And then I attribute that to my sense of self and success. And, oh, wow, like we must be really putting something out there. So I feel good about myself. But then there will be episodes where maybe we're not getting as many listens. And I'm like, oh, are we just not as good as maybe we once were? Or am I not giving enough <laughs> information that's making me more vulnerable so people can connect to this. So it's interesting how these things influence. And I think it's that same piece that the self is ongoing, dynamic, constantly changing. And so we'll just pick up, our minds will just pick up any little thing from the environment. And the internet provides so much information mm -hmm. that we want to believe in to construct a narrative that, you know, this thing will predict this thing, which will predict my future. Mm -hmm. So there's not only just success now, but there's going to be success in the future. And that's what I'm going to chain myself to. If I'm yeah. good now, then I'm going to be good in the future. And I'm always going to be good. Yeah. Which sounds so absurd. Yeah. And it, it sets the bar so high too. And I find that there's also comparisons that happen. 
So the younger generation, so I have um, a couple little cousins. So one of my little cousins is uh, maybe 15, so like a sophomore in high school. And I follow her on Instagram just to check in and see what she's got going on. One of her posts had like 500 likes. The most any of my posts have ever had is like 50. <laughs> Your so, cousin is blowing up. I know. She's like the next little like Instagram superstar. I don't know. But it's so funny how even, I mean, that's like an extreme example. Uh, but it's so funny though. We actually tie our sense of self to comparisons of others too. And that's not just on social media. That is okay, well, me comparing myself to maybe friends back home that are settled down and have kids. And I'm like, huh, should I be at that point? I feel bad about myself because I don't have a partner. I don't have a child or or whatever it is. Or like even comparing careers to someone else. I think that comparison also attributes to our sense of self. I, I often find this space after being, you know, let go from my internship, I found myself really just struggling with the idea that all of my peers are graduating and they're more successful than me and they're, they must be better clinicians. One of the things that I, I attach myself to is even that sense of timing and place where, for example, people will, a, a person came to me the other day and they said, I could have seen a therapist downtown but I just wanted to try something a little bit closer to home. And it was weird because I could feel mm. so much judgment yeah. in, in a weird way in that space. I literally just had a reaction like, yeah, yeah, the me. therapist downtown versus in Wicker Park right? or the, the therapist over here versus over there. And well, the therapist downtown, well, they have the downtown office, so they must be a more, must be better. Yeah. It must be a better thing. And, and so they're better than me and better than thus myself. So in a lot of ways, not only are we affected by external things that happen to us or things that people say to us or even how we interpret what they say to us um, or their actions, but we're also very influenced by our own personal dialogue to ourselves. And I think it's so important to be friends with ourselves. A lot of times we say mean things to ourselves. We're like, well, I'm a loser because I just didn't really do well in this session or I got fired from a job. So therefore I'm obviously not good enough to be in this career. But then I think about would I ever say that to someone else? That's a friend. Well, you're a loser. Obviously they fired you because you're stupid. Like how dare you even try to do this? I would never say that to someone else, especially not a friend. Right. And I think it's not just because it's lying. I think it's because it would limit possibility mm -hmm. to say that to somebody. Right. And, and to it's say mean. that to yourself. And, and it's mean. I'm not yeah. going to go to a friend and be like, you're a failure. So we say these things to ourselves all the time though. We are our harshest critic and we can be so mean to ourselves. So I think what I would like for us to try to practice is a, being mindful of that negative self-talk and B, maybe turning it around and just saying, okay, I'm not being very nice to myself right now, clearly. So maybe I'm feeling anxious. Maybe I'm feeling frustrated. Maybe I'm feeling angry, sad, whatever it is. And why don't I just kind of let this be right now? And maybe even just acknowledge, hey girl, like you tried really hard today. I know it was a tough day. I know you don't feel great, but you tried really hard. 
Yeah, and extending that idea that you're putting out there, you know, at times changing the context. If this was my daughter, would I be talking to her that way if she told me that she made a mistake like this? And if I wouldn't, what is it that I would be saying? And what is it that I would be con contacted with? Because usually when I'm speaking to somebody else and I'm hearing those things, my values are going to show up more readily and I'm going to be fusing with that. I want to make sure that Rachel feels that I'm compassionate. I'm going to make sure that Rachel feels that I'm going to try to create support for her. Yeah. And so all of those values are going to come out in that instance. Once again, that, right. that, that dynam dynamic self is moving. It's not fixed. So we can question that language that we're using with ourselves yeah oh my god i love this so we not only can we like pull out and be mindful of emotions that maybe we're feeling but also identify okay i feel like a failure because one of my very big values in this moment is career and feeling like i'm in a career that i love and that i want to be in or like i want to be a good person so maybe i'm a little frustrated with myself because i'm not as mindful of other people right now so how do i maybe move into a direction to better fit that value or can there be space to not always be chained to that yeah and absolutely. looking looking at it looking at it as a chain versus looking at it as something that moves yeah and that i can have fun with i like that looking at it as something moves because emotions are constantly changing values typically stay pretty stagnant they do change in in terms of importance and like priority um, but I don't think that they consistently change as maybe as much as like a uh, emotion would. Right. So something to think about. Great. Well, if you guys can believe it, this has been episode 11. I just like my mind is blown. I'm feeling like so excited and grateful that we've started this journey together. I think that we are really going to go into an amazing space soon or continue to grow. I think that self sense of self is being chained to the ideas of success. I'm going to say that it is our connection together that I want to continue to grow and evolve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, um, Alan is our producer. He has been doing an amazing job with these episodes and we're so thankful to have him head over to his page. He's going to be throwing out an album this summer what's up so head over to soundcloud.com slash silly and vibes we have a website check it out i've been posting all of the things that we have been talking about i'll probably put up the quote on there it's mindfulchatter.org subscribe to our channels we are up on itunes as mindful chatter we're on soundcloud.com slash mindful chat follow us on twitter at mindful chat and send any inquiries or topics you'd like us to chat about to mindfulchatterpodcast at gmail.com. This has been Mindful Chatter. See y'all next time. Bye.